Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for downloading this week's episode of the Attacking Scrum podcast. Well, the Wanderer returns after a hiatus of nearly five months. Dan Killick returned to presenting duties on this podcast. The uh, One of the founding fathers uh, come back after a, a long layoff. So yeah, great to have Dan back on the on the pod this week. And as usual, it's a mixture of, uh, of some serious rugby chat, some fun rugby chat, and uh, just generally taking the mickey out of him. So uh, yeah, we... Uh, yeah, really good to catch up with him actually. So uh, hopefully you'll uh, you'll enjoy hearing his dulcet tones on the podcast uh, as much as I enjoyed chatting to him. And yeah, there's there's no shortage of things for us to for us to talk about this week. Uh, you know, ranging from appointments off the the pitch, uh, regional and national level, uh, through to speculation over just how we're going to get these games played in the autumn and, and what it's going to look like. So. As always, we don't propose to have the answers, but we do have a bit of a laugh in uh, in trying to come up with a few, or at least throwing a few things around. So yeah, as uh, as always, big thanks to Dan for for joining me, and thanks as always to our sponsors at So Coffee Trades, and uh, you can now get So Coffee in instant form as well. So if you don't want to be messing around with grinders and uh, and stuff like that, you can get great tasting instant coffee from SoCoffeeTrades.co.uk. Rumour has it as well that you were doing so well selling houses that uh, your opposition are behind the whole COVID pandemic, that you were just (laughs) tearing things up so much around South West London that um, only a global pandemic could stop you. And even then it was momentarily. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) The strangest thing that that has come out of 
has come out of COVID is the fact that I text you and said, do you know how to use Zoom? And you went, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes. Do you, do, you, do you want a lesson, Jeff? Exactly. Like the, the, days of, uh, the days of trying to set up, set up calls with you where you're recording on a, a, an old mobile phone I've given you, which, which only has one app on there, which is the voice recorder and an email so you can send it to me afterwards. They're long gone. Zoom, Zoom makes all that so much easier, doesn't it? Still couldn't find that app though, could I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, Zoom, I know. I know. I, at, the, um, at the start of lockdown, you're messaging me saying, have you got an old laptop I can have? And look at you now, flying through it. Oh, God, yeah. I know that, tell you what, that seems like a lifetime ago, isn't it? It really does, doesn't it? Doesn't that yeah. seem like years ago? Well... Yes, since you last came on the podcast, we, we were, it was pre-lockdown. That's, uh, that's how long ago it was. There was no... Um, I was wondering whether I was ever going to come back. Well, so, so was everyone, Dan. Rumours were rife that there was a, uh, a power struggle a la uh, Mike Ruddock era Wales, that you, know, you, were, you were Scott Johnson and I was Mike Ruddock. <laughs> In my shorts, dancing up and down the sidelines. Uh, yeah, that was that was the rumours going. Hey, Scott around, Johnson had a Scott Johnson had a lockdown haircut, didn't he back then? <laughs> His was like yours was like yes, but yeah, it was actually my hair. My hair was getting decidedly Scott Johnson before uh, <laughs> before I finally got it cut on Thursday. Oh, but there we go. Things are outrageous haircuts around. Yeah, no, it's good to be. It's good to be back. The other thing is, I was thinking, right, well, we, I haven't really got an agenda for this week. And uh, I thought, right, let's go out to the collective Twitter mind and see, uh, see if we've got some questions to come in on Dan's return. <laughs> and we've, we've only had piss takes. So I thought, well, actually, that's, maybe we'll just spend an hour taking the piss out of you and, uh, and everyone will be, will, be grateful for, uh, will be grateful for a bit of a laugh in these, uh, in these trying times. That's it. Bye. Hey, bye. Back to normal then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We'll pepper in. Uh, we'll pepper in a bit of a bit of rugby in amongst uh, in amongst. Just trying to wind you up. But uh, while we're while we're on the, the Scott Johnson thing, obviously something that we've um, everyone has probably got completely sick of during lockdown is quizzes. Um, how have you had to partake in Zoom quizzes during uh, during these last five months, Dan? I. I've been invited on loads. I've said no to every single one of them. I, I really? just can't. Yeah, the technology yeah, I can't. Uh, yeah, partly that, and um, I just don't get on with them. Yeah, it's just not. It's just not for me. But I know I'm probably in the minority there. You, you've had one a day, haven't you? Oh mate, well I lo- I I love a quiz, or rather, I used to love a quiz, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just got to the point where it's like it's just it's just been it's been too much. However, too, too many. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did stumble across one on uh, on BBC, BBC Sport Wales earlier, and I thought, well, let's throw this. Let's throw this one at Killick. And while we're talking about Scott Johnson and Mike Ruddock, Dan, can you? And you've got three minutes to do this. Name the starting fifteen of the uh, the two thousand and five Grand Slam winning side. So the team that took the field against Ireland. I reckon you're going to be pretty good on this. Hang on, we've had a we've had a technical issue there. It went, it genuinely went. Uh, 
went silent for about about forty seconds. You have to you have to no, go it in there. No, it on, didn't. On the, on the it did. I knew you'd think I was just buying time. I was like, no, oh, what's up? Let's break it up. Um, so, okay, you're going to do a quiz, Dan. You've got three minutes. Right. And you, and you have to name the starting 15 of Wales versus Ireland, 2005, the Grand Slam winning side. Uh, there, are, there are a couple of clues to go with it as well. So, we're going to kick off in this manner. Are you ready? Jeepers. Yeah. Okay. Loose head prop, a prop with over 100 Wales caps and three Lions tours. Adam Jones. Loose head prop. Get, get the drink, sir. <laughs> Great hey, start. I've got to stick to it, no. Okay. Uh, hooker, former Ospreys hooker who is set to join the Dragons coaching staff. That's not really a particularly good clue, actually. He wasn't playing for the Ospreys at this time. You know this guy. Mevin Davis. Mevin Davis, well done. Uh, okay, tight head prop. Spent most of his career at the Ospreys before finishing at Harlequins after a season at Cardiff Blues. This getting Adam, Adam Jones. Uh, okay, uh, Locke. His brother played over 60 tests for Australia. Brent Cobain. Yes. Kurt Cobain. Loved Brent Cobain. Uh, okay, the other Locke. A warrior, blue and dragon. He could have played for Italy. Sidoli. Bob Sadoli. Uh, then we got number six, a triple Grand Slam winner turned administrator and marathon runner. Ryan Jones. Okay. Open side flanker, won the Welsh League with Pontypridd before joining Cardiff Blues. Martin Williams. I was going to say you could always consult your tattoo on that one. Uh, number eight, yeah. cap- captain the Lions against Argentina in Cardiff. Why am I having a blank again on this one? He was also uh, captain on the um, Michael Owen. Michael Owen is correct. Okay, uh, scrum half, played much of his rugby in England, now coaches in Ireland. Dwayne Peel. Dwayne Peel. Outside half, now involved in the Wales coaching setup. Stephen Jones. Correct. Uh, left wing, Wales' all time leading try scorer. Shane Williams. <laughs> Number 12, mercurial talent and celebrity TV star. <laughs> Gavin Henson. Uh, outside centre, won 70 caps, 66 more than his father. Tom Shanklin. You're rattling through this. Okay, score of the first try at the Millennium Stadium, right wing. We've got 30 seconds left for two. I'll give you the fullback as well. Much injured fullback who was coached in Eastern Europe and Western England. He scored a try during the game. Kevin Morgan. Kevin Morgan. Who was on the right wing, Dan? You've got 20 seconds. Score of the first try at the Millennium Stadium. Ten seconds. Clock's going red. Have I forgotten this? Pressure's on. Another clue? Who? Another clue? Not normally a winger. Mark Taylor. Yes, I'll give you that. The clock just went red, but I I reckon you should have have had an extra 20 seconds because I I made it so hard to read it. Such a bad job of reading those questions. Well done, Dan. I I think you you did pretty admirably there. We'll just say say you you got that one correctly. Nice work. Just Just in the nick of time. 
just in this time. Now let us never ever talk of quizzes ever again. Quite a celebrity partnership there, though, really, isn't it? What's in the centres, Henson and Shanklin. <laughs> I think Tom Shanklin would say it is. <laughs> what a side! What a side! Uh, do you know what? It is a brilliant side, isn't it? I mean, there's. Uh, it's interesting. You know, you'd argue that perhaps that second row is one of the weakest second rows to, to take the field for Wales in the last 15 years, but they did a great job, didn't they? They did, yeah. Really, it really worked, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, Cobain was a hard man, wasn't he? We needed that. Yeah. That sort of, he's got a, got a sort of punchy, wasn't he? Aggressive, aggressive second row. So they only dished it out a bit as well, mind, didn't he? But he was a proper, proper workhorse car horse, wasn't he? Yeah, they were. I mean, the back row, the back row was class. Michael Owen was amazing at that point. Ryan James was amazing at that point, and Martin Williams was absolute magic. Um, yeah, the hands-on Michael Owen, did the, yeah. the the link, that link role that he did, it was, it was quite, quite different, wasn't it then? Mm. And I guess the other person I really rated was Kevin Morgan. When you watch, yeah, when you look at him back, unlucky, wasn't he? He was very unlucky with injuries throughout his whole career. Yeah, just the lines that he picked, the offloads. Yeah. Yeah, good, good, good day. I was there actually. Yeah, I was there that day. Great day. Amazing stuff. Amazing. I stuff. remember I, I wore this horrendous, um, <laughs> this horrendous brown blazer that uh, my 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 grandpa had offloaded to me. Well, yeah, that's. <laughs> I had three of them. Three of them. They were too big. Horrendous. And um, but I wore, <laughs> I wore one. I wore it to the to the bloody game. And I had quite a sort of outrageous hair, haircut. Then I remember someone in the crowd said, "Henson, you should you played in half an hour." And um, obviously, I quite enjoyed that. But um, I did realize and Henson would be wearing a brown blazer. <laughs> no, it was probably, awful. Probably wouldn't. Yeah, it was. It was one of those blazers. It would be too big for you. You know, it was massive. <laughs> Huge. It was like a tent. Yeah. It looked like you got it fitted at millets. <laughs> it did. It did. Yeah. It had, it had guy ropes, this thing did. <laughs> it, was, it was. Oh, dear. I'll dig out a photo of that. We'll, we'll get that out. Well, let, let's, uh, yeah. let's chat some rugby, Dan, because there have been some headlines in amongst, uh, in amongst all of the, the constant ongoing speculation of where games are going to be played and things like that. Uh, but I guess probably the, uh, the biggest headline of the week is that this new tournament is is set to replace the autumn tests for this year have you uh, have you seen this have you had a chance to digest this news or do you want to recap i have yeah i've seen these yeah first thoughts yeah um i mean i'm really looking forward to getting to see some rugby again international rugby would just be it seems like I don't know. I just I'm just wary that it might not it might not materialise. So I haven't yeah. uh, I haven't given it too much thought. I think look, if it happens, it'll be great. But it's a big if, isn't it? So it hasn't it hasn't I haven't got too into it. Hmm. How are you? Uh, what are you? What's your take on it? This is strange, but I'm more excited about the Pro 14 coming back than than that tournament. That first feels... game, Scarlet Cardiff. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think. It's not that the as you know I've I'm not the the world's biggest advocate of the Pro 14 at the best of times, but this and I appreciate that this tournament in the autumn 
I'm not even sure if it's got a name yet. Uh, I, I saw Wales Online refer to it as the Nations Cup, and I was like, like, why does everything have to have nations in it now? Like, is that is there a is there a law that says everything has to be called that? That thing that Beaumont was trying to get away was the Nations Trophy or something. We've got the Six Nations. This is potentially the Nations Cup. You know, the football one is called the Nations League or something. <laughs> and um, so I was like, is, is there any chance that uh, you eat a bag of crisps or something? No, What's wish I was. Rustling? What's that rustling? I knew, in my I, knew, end. I knew we'd have some, I knew we'd have some technical errors. You were like you're playing with the microphone or something. And, uh, <laughs> I am uh, usually eating, but I'm not. Yeah, uh, and you can't see you can't see me either. Yeah, so, so you, you got could, the video off. You could, well, you could well be then. <laughs> Pickled onion monster match. No, genuinely, I'm, I'm, there's nothing here. But that's what I would have if right, uh, right. if I was going for one right now. Good choice. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, I don't know. Like so. I appreciate it yeah. coming together. And the main point is if we can get this away, we need to get it away because all the unions are just crying out for money to try and keep the game afloat. And if we can't get it away, then there's going to be some serious repercussions, which will be felt at every level, not just Welsh rugby, but you know, you know, when England are starting to panic, the richest, the richest union in the world, then you know that there's a hell of a lot of trouble afoot. Um, but from a solely rugby perspective, the prospect of playing England, Ireland and Fiji in a largely meaningless tournament doesn't really appeal to me, to be honest. And then going straight into a Six Nations, the other side of Christmas. It's just, it's just you know, I, I, get the, I get the reason why it's happening and I know we have to do it and I'd be doing the same thing. But it doesn't really, um, it doesn't really excite me, if I'm honest. It's almost like no, I'm I'm with you. It almost feels like um, games for games' sakes, isn't it? Which we well, it we, is, yeah. we desperate it, and it is, isn't it? We desperately need them. Um, but yeah, you can't you can't massively get excited about the whole thing at the moment, can you? But that's a good point you made about the the pro the pro fourteen because I am yeah that I'm very excited about that first game coming about now, which is not too long to wait, is it? No, it's not. I think what are we three weeks away from that? So three weeks, in, in yeah. Three, in three yeah. weeks' time, we'll have some. Um, well, hopefully, touch wood, we'll have some actual rugby to talk about, albeit behind closed doors, which you know obviously makes perfect sense right now. Have you managed to catch any of the, the football or the cricket or or anything you know played in front of in front of no crowds? I no, I've I've literally literally stayed away from stayed away from quizzes. I stayed away from that. I've literally been uh, <laughs> had my head down, head down in work, bit of gardening, looking after the little ones, and that's been that's been me, to be honest. Your garden must look amazing by now, then, if you've uh, if you've been filling uh, if you've been filling your time with gardening. Do you know what it it, it genuinely is as well? I'm going to. Uh, we've never. I've I've had blueberries, mint, oregano, literally tomatoes. Well. Yeah, so many tomatoes out there growing now. Um, what else have we got? Apples, oranges, pineapples. <laughs> it's like a jungle out there. Chilies. Yeah, there's no, there's no way you're organising that. I think I think Mrs. Uh, I think Mrs. <laughs> must have been must have been orchestrating that one. Uh, Especially when I got an ash. I've I've got fake grass, haven't I? But um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll uh, I'll bring you a photo later. Actually, so yeah, it's a fair bit going on. No, uh, that'll, you... be, that'll be straight off uh, straight off Google images. You'll have learned how to use Google next. Oh, it will be. I know. I know. We'll uh, do Q Q Gardens. Yeah, exactly. Um, bring it bring it back to the autumn though. The other thing, uh, the other thing is, so looking at the fixtures and the way they're they're likely to pan out. 
there's going to be a warm-up fixture against potentially France, um, which you know will be over there. Uh, yes, in this in the style of um, again, I don't think that's been confirmed, but yeah, in the style of a World Cup warm-up game. Um, so yeah, game against France, providing they can actually get their their players released uh, from the clubs, uh, and then there's uh, finishing the Six Nations and this uh, this new nations slash non-nations tournament um however it might be however it might be styled so it's it's a bit of a mishmash which you've probably expected it to be but um that's that's kind of where we're that's kind of where we're heading and um it does feel like yeah it does just feel like it's a, it's a hard thing to get too excited about because you don't a you don't know whether it's going to happen and b from my perspective i don't know it just seems like a bit of a a tricky thing to to get to it just it doesn't feel very meaningful you know that's that's kind of been the, the criticism of the autumn internationals in recent years and i get that um but you know the the answer in the long term and as i say i get why they've done it for now but the answer in the long term is not going to be playing england three times a year yeah no i think i think as all of us uh, obviously with what's happened they're probably taking everything you know day by day aren't they it's difficult mm-hmm. to I think if you look too far ahead, then you you're likely to trip you know, trip up. So they just seem so far away. So um, yeah, Pro 14 first, isn't it? And then uh, and then we can maybe get excited about some some internet some international rugby from there. On on that on the tournament, what would you mm. call it? Being a being a being a man in uh, in marketing. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, being a man in marketing doesn't doesn't mean you've got an answer straight away up your sleeve you've thrown me you've thrown me under the bus here because I threw that quiz at you haven't you uh, <laughs> and quite rightly too uh quite rightly too you can come back to it later I will all right I'll come back to it later I'll have a think about uh, about a few things that um I don't know maybe I can, can you call it after someone is there someone from the world of rugby who we all respect and love that you could uh that you could name it after there must be someone from uh, you know from a nation, uh, <laughs> straight back to nations. There must be yeah. someone from those uh, those teams taking part who would, uh, you know, be a suitable a suitable figurehead for it. I'm quite a fan, you know. I'm quite a fan of that. Or going down, yeah. you know. So you've you've got you know the cricket recently. There, um, the England West Indies compete for the the Wisdom Trophy. They've announced they're renaming that the the Botham Richards Trophy, which I quite like. You know, two great. Uh, uh, two great players from those uh, from nice. those sides. Yeah, it's a nice touch. Otherwise, I'd go down the complete other route and see if you could do a last-minute sponsorship deal with someone to call it something. Uh, because you need you need money in the coffers. So, if it becomes the the Heineken Nations Autumn Cup or whatever, uh, then so be it. Just to get the uh, just to get the, the money in the coffers in the short term. So, um, thinking with my commercial hat on, I would be thinking let's. Let us go out and scramble a sponsor from any of the. Uh, Seems quite sensible, but yeah, right now yeah, in the current you know, climate, I mean, just go after any of the the world rugby the world rugby partners and see if they're prepared to take this on, and uh, and if they can, then you know uh, there's just a bit of extra money into the kitty that helps fill that helps fill a massive hole. So uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably be looking down that lot down that route. I think I I think I managed to feel that in like a politician's answer, Dan. I reckon. You did, yeah. It was a bit, uh, a bit Boris-esque there, wasn't it? Oh, you can't say that, mate. You can't say that. I'm going to have to edit that out. <laughs> no, poli- no politics on the pod. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's move swiftly on to rugby politics, shall we? Yeah, um, very swiftly. You may, have, you may or may not have seen this one today, but um, 
Yian Evans has, uh, according to the to the Western Mail, has uh, emerged as a, a front runner, uh, or certainly joining the the battle to become uh, the successor to Gareth Davis uh, at the Welsh Rugby Union, which is quite an interesting one, I have to say. And uh, I've uh, mm. I've done a bit I've done a bit of LinkedIn stalking of uh, of Yian Evans and kind of what he's been up to post post rugby. I know he's been running his own um, his own marketing business for uh, for a long time and done obviously a lot of a lot of punditry work with Sky, but I, I wasn't, you know, too sure how much he'd done in the uh, in the administration world and 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 quite kind of what the uh, the thinking was behind that. Um, but yeah, I think he, he served um, on the Ryder Cup bid to bring that to Wales, and uh, was also on the work the as a Welsh Tourist Board uh, board, if you like. And uh, so it's, you know, done bits and pieces on that. He's a uh, he's a man you know well from you. Uh, you stalking him in the pub since he moved to Cowbridge, isn't he? So, um, what are your thoughts on that? I was actually uh, well. Funny enough, <laughs> I went back to uh, I went back to the Vale of the Morgan. Was it not last weekend? Yeah, last weekend. Yeah, it was last weekend. Um, and I was uh, yeah, I was staying very close, staying very close to him. Actually, he lives in a little village, little village uh, on the on the outskirts of Cowbridge. So I was. Uh, yeah, one one house away from him, funny enough. But um, yeah, he seems he seems like a seems like a decent chap, doesn't he? But I it's interesting what you said about what he's been up to. What he's been up to uh, of late, he's obviously been doing a fair bit of admin, is he? Well, yeah, I mean, it's you know a lot of those roles are um, you know without kind of making this look like look like The Apprentice or something. He's uh, I, you know I, I guess that the main thing is you know he's been running his own business since. Uh, since he finished playing and alongside doing punditry work and uh, yeah, you know, the, the brand ambassador roles, you know, they're, they're not necessarily going to hold you in particularly good stead for, for political, um, for a political role. But yeah, it's the, the kind of the, the board work he did on, uh, on Ryder Cup Wales, which, you know, was about 10 years ago, uh, visit Britain. So I, it's an interesting one. I, I'm, I'm kind of, um, I'm intrigued to see where he's, uh, you know, kind of that he's, uh, keen to get into to get into this world i mean obviously from his from his rugby credentials and um the respect he commands from what he achieved on the pitch and as a and as a leader you know i think he'd be a very interesting an interesting choice and also it's it's a hard role to to be popular in you know there's there's not that many people who've been popular in it he would at least be starting with a with a huge amount of of public support because he's uh you know have you, have you ever met have you ever met a welshman who who doesn't like young evans I, no, I haven't. <laughs> no, I haven't at all. So, yeah, it's I. Yeah, it'd be quite quite interesting when to see how he see how he gets on if he gets it. Um, I'm quite a big, like you said, quite a big thing to take on because you're not you're not always yeah you're not going to be you're not going to be liked at all times. There, are you? difficult difficult decisions to be made at times. Well, yeah, most so, of are, I mean, especially now, you know, when quite, you've got, you've got quite a tough Davis, gig, you've got Gareth Davis and uh, and Martin Phillips leaving at the same time, and and you've also got the whole kind of COVID scenario, that backdrop to to battle against. It's a, it's a, you know, it's it's a. Hell if of you a want job. a challenge, that's the job, isn't it? Well, it certainly is. Yeah, it's uh, it's about, about you, as big as it comes. So, it's an interesting one, you know. Nigel Davis is another another name in the ring, which that one to me makes 
makes more sense. I can kind of see that it makes more sense as in like it, it's a much more obvious reason why he would go after that. I think, uh, you know, I can see that from his, um, you know, the roles he's had, the roles he's had in the past. You can see why Nigel Davis is after that. I'm, I'm really intrigued that that uh, the Owens has has gone for it, and um, it'll be, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how he gets on. So the candidates, so it's, so it's uh, Nigel Davis, Sean Evans, and and, and Jed Collybriest. <laughs> no, it's not. Not given the way I fumbled my way through. Uh, through uh, renaming the Nations Cup or whatever it might be, and just go, oh, just sell it to a sponsor. But uh, I think someone scribbled your name down after that answer. Now and the yeah. DM coming yeah. through. Yeah, we'll um, we'll see whether we'll see whether that's the case or not. But yeah, it's an interesting one. And um, other political news. Um, Cardiff Blues have also appointed uh, Nigel Walker, so another uh, another former Wales winger of the same era. Uh, joins the uh, joins the Cardiff Blues board, and again, he's you know he's um, created a, a big business career for himself since uh, since finishing playing. So that one, that he's one, done really well, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. He's um, he's been yeah he's been involved in in lots of things. The, the English Institute of Sport, uh, I think, most was his most recently uh, his most recent one. So um, yeah, you know that's that's something that, that's going to be very interesting. I'm sure that's what kind of attracted uh, attracted Cardiff Blues to him but uh, again interesting time to uh, interesting time to actually take up a role like that and I think particularly at the Blues out of probably out of all regions you know the Ospreys have got an injection of new money or new owners at least uh, you know Scarlet's have probably been the, the steadiest ship for the last few years uh, Dragons will be looking to to go back behind private ownership that's been that's been made clear but they've you know at least had a a more encouraging, a more encouraging season, and, and the recruitment seems to be going well, albeit pissing a few people off. Um, but yeah, it's an, it's an interesting, interesting time for Cardiff Blues, and uh, you know, potentially a pretty shrewd appointment, I reckon. Yeah, it does. It, it looks good on paper, doesn't it? I hope it, it hope it does materialise because um, yeah, Cardiff could certainly could certainly do with uh, with someone of his calibre in there. So fingers crossed. I think the yeah, the media relations is an interesting one as well because he. Um, he was head of sport at BBC Wales, which is a, um, you know, again, I think is a is an interesting, an interesting one, um, just because we're at a, a time in rugby where media coverage and keeping the game as as high up the, you know, as high a profile as possible, is um, is going to be really important, and obviously he'll be hoping to do that um, from within the Blues, and we've we've said this to each other a number of times. There's so much potential um, at Cardiff when you know when we return to having crowds at, at rugby and stuff because it is a um, you know it's a buzzing, vibrant city and it feels like at times there's been there has been an opportunity to to really build on on when they've been playing nice rugby and perhaps the you know the attendances and the, and the commercial side hasn't quite reflected where it should be. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, it hasn't it hasn't quite worked. Uh worked out as it as well as it as well as it probably could do but it it, it did seem to be it's been it's been stronger isn't it in in the last sort of recent year i suppose than uh, than ever than ever before so yeah hopefully they can kick on uh, some yeah, quite exactly quite exciting stuff really at the regions isn't there in a, in a sort of kind of bizarre way in that we've got so much you know so many unknowns so much instability with the with the game but there's there's quite 
yeah, there's been some some quite good appointments along the way, isn't it? Quite interesting ones at all the at all the um, the regions, really. So it has, and it's yeah. a really it's a really weird time, you know. So actually, like if, if if COVID wasn't looming, I think I think there'd be reasons for all the regions to to feel pretty positive. And uh, I'm really keen to get your thoughts on that, Dan. So we're going to do that, but first we're going to take this very very quick break. Right, Dan, I was just saying there before the break that as we come back to well, you know, a few weeks away from, from seeing some rugby again, while there are huge off-the-pitch problems for, uh, you know, for, for the regions and for Welsh rugby as a whole with uh, you know, huge financial implications of COVID and uh, you know, where games are going, to be, are going to be played, particularly the international ones, no spectators at the, um, at the regional games, and also you know, negotiations with players around pay cuts and things like that. At the same time, it does feel like it's potentially quite exciting. What have you made of the comings and goings of players at the, uh, at the respective regions? Um, I think it's... Do you want a recap? Yeah, recap for the listeners then. <laughs> for the listeners. <laughs> Are you sure this is? Do you want me to rent it? Well, go on. While I dig those up, dig those up for the listeners. Why don't you uh, just tell me about some of the uh, about some of the players you're looking yeah. for? I'll, I mean, let me um, while you're digging up the players, yeah. As if we run through the mark, let me go through some of the some of the appointments, yeah. Go on. So, if we look at um, Sean Fitzpatrick coming on board, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's, a, yeah. that's. Did you see that one coming? No, 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 I didn't. I mean, they're obviously keeping the scars, keeping that, uh, you know, New Zealand team. Yeah, yeah, going. But I think that's that's got to be that's a hell of a that's a hell of an assignment, isn't it? I mean, to get. Uh, to get Sean Fitzpatrick on, you know, on board. And I think in these times now, you're going to need, you almost need uh, stronger, you know, a stronger presence, stronger board, probably a more varied um, intellect on the board as well than ever before, because it's going to, it's going to be more difficult. Well, so it's going to be challenging. You've also got like that bridge between um, off the field sort of directors and then, um, what they can also share with with the players, the players themselves. So there's going to be an exceptional, exceptionally high level and complex level of management that's going to be that's going to need to go into into rugby moving forward. Because until we get a vaccine, and at the moment I think we've got about you know for for this whole this whole COVID, I think we've got about thirty nine um, strands out at the moment in in stage four. So we're probably twelve months at best. From getting a vaccine, maybe eighteen months. We're going to have. We're probably going to be going into lockdowns, you know, over the next eighteen months, really. So, I think there's room for optimism. We can be quite opt- optimistic, really, about the regions in in that 
there's money that's come in there's money that's come in and there's good there's good appointments that be made and i think they'll uh it's definitely definitely what's going to be needed if we didn't have some of these appointments it's, it's um it could be a lot more yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot really, harder it's really, it's really interesting what you say there and i think that um you're right kind of the, the off the pit um the off the pitch thing is is almost that well it's probably more interesting than than on the pitch and i'll tell you why particularly at the scarlets because i believe one of his key roles is you know so he's coming as a as a global ambassador for scarlets and i think that's a really interesting thing because for so long you know cast your mind back a couple of years remember when scarlets released that hideous kit film with like 25 sponsors on it yeah um, and you know a lot of people were saying oh yeah it's you know it's uh, it's great PR uh, for the club, and it's like, yeah, you know, the club was, the club was in some of the news headlines for a couple of days um, when people kind of went, oh, look at this club in Wales has got this has got this ridiculous kit, and you know, people was there was a certain degree of people saying that, you know, oh, so you know, it's a it's a small uh, it's a small. Uh, small town in west wales so you know bringing sponsorship money in is um you know we just need as many sponsors as we can get and, I, and that never sat right with me because i thought actually no it's not it's not about being a small town in uh, in west wales it's about being a a and really identifiable um global rugby club and at the time they were playing fantastic rugby they'd just reached the uh, you know they reached the semi-finals of europe They'd won the Pro 14 the year before. They'd reached the final the following year. So on the pitch, it was absolutely, you know, things were going brilliantly and they were playing really fantastic rugby too. When you couple that with, you know, the, the European record they've had for, for the years and you factor in Clinetli's history before that, you know, none of that stuff stacked up to me. I was like, actually, you should be out there rather than saying, you know, we're a small, we're, you know, we're from a small town in West Wales. It's actually no, it's a massive, it's a massive club, and that's how the that's how the club should be, uh, or the region should be marketed. And you know, you might say, what difference does that make? Well, it does because if a sponsor thinks you're a big, attractive, famous rugby club with lots of history, they're well, they're more likely to to pay you more money, meaning you don't have to have, you know. Delia's bakery sponsoring the back of your socks for, you know, for a for a few bob, and um, and I think this is a really interesting appointment. Good pies though she does, doesn't she? Well, yeah, good. exactly. And good you know, pies. I think this is this is a, you know could be a really interesting step in the right direction, and um, and something yeah something that is good for for them as a as a club and a region, and yeah, it, it's a really interesting one, and I did I did not see it coming in the slightest. No, I didn't. Yeah, that's it's it's. It lifts, it lifts the scarlets, doesn't it? Um, and the yeah, scarlets are, are, are on the map, aren't they? Linked with you know, Thelethley as well. So he's, you know, when you listen to what what Fitzpatrick says about how he's really excited about being involved, he does talk um, not only about the scarlets, doesn't he? He talks about about Thelethley, you know, quite a bit. So yeah, that's gonna that's gonna have a have a a big impact on the on the club no doubt and um i don't know whether many people saw that coming to be honest no no potentially not uh, so what else has caught your eye then that was a, that was a, that was a good chat yeah well we've obviously t- we've obviously touched on 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 walker but that's a yeah you know, that's a good a very good move isn't it and then i suppose with the ospreys if we go back to yeah. well it, 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 it's not that current but well, uh, yeah, but we've not the seen money. the money since then, but yeah. 
yeah, the money, you know, the 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 new owner there, the money that's that's, that's going to come in from that. We don't know exactly how that's going to pan out yet, but that's that's huge, isn't it? Absolutely huge. Um, you know what? I have to say, we we've, we've been very critical of the Ospreys off the pitch. You know, in the in the course of the last year, um, I think that you know neither one of us wanted to see them uh, wanted to see them merge with the the Scarlets or worse still fold. Uh, you know, no one no one wanted to see that, and uh, well, certainly you know, certainly neither of neither of us did. And but PR wise, that was a bit of a nightmare. And then you had all the you know the, the sacking of of Alan Clark was it was another communications nightmare, and. Subsequently, you've had Mike Ruddock appointed in, you know, initially like a one-month role. But it's, it, it seems to me, and I don't know if this is just Ruddock coming in or actually to be fair to, you know, to be fair to Millwood and, um, and co, they've, they've just been doing a better job from that point. But there is a lot more stability. There's a lot better communication with, uh, a lot better communication with fans, both existing and, you know, and potential new fans and lapsed fans. Uh, and yeah, with the new owner comes, um, I guess, a good PR. Yeah, and a degree of excitement where you go, well, you know, the fact that someone is prepared to uh, is prepared to uh, to take a you know a, a three quarters share of the um, of the company is a, is a really interesting one. And again, to come back to marketing, I think that's that's where. Um, that's where he's uh, he's made his money. You know, it's a it's a sports marketing group. The uh, the 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 money guys, James Davis Yandel is um, his name is. You know, he's got a huge amount a huge amount of money behind him, based out based out in the in the Far East. But uh, you know, the, you've you've always got to be a little bit wary when new owners come in. But the fact that someone is prepared to to make a significant investment in a in a region shows that there there must be potential um and, and I, you know i think it's safe to say there is potential down there if if they can return to winning ways then i think there's a there's every opportunity to to make a, a huge success in in that region because we've we've seen it in the past you know i think there really is i think there's there's a huge amount of uh there's a huge amount of potential in all of the regions mm. really because i think they've all well yeah they have i think all the regions of, of under you know, have underperformed really at at, at, at certain points um, or, you know, with at least consistency and um, excitement, you know, from the commercial side of things. I think there's been a, uh, you know, it hasn't been great at um, in the regions and there's just, that's not a, it's not, there's just so much more that can be done, isn't there? So there's real, there's, there's some real, um, uh, some real good things to look forward to, really. I think, which I, I I would not have expected to probably be saying these types of things, really. No. Um, which, yeah, is good, isn't it? It's really exciting, really exciting. And then we got, you know, all the all the bits and bobs that are happening down at, down at the Dragons at the moment as well with all the signings. I mean, it's there's some good noise coming from the Dragons, and I think there you must be. Uh, you must be mighty excited about the prospect of watching, of watching the dragons, you know, over the, over, over the coming weeks now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, we've obviously said this, uh, said this for yesterday a couple of weeks ago and, and then I, I chat with Aston Hewitt last week. There's uh, I think there's every reason for dragon supporters to be more excited now than, you know, 
probably since since the the Mike Ruddick days. You know, I think there's um, an excellent coach in place, someone who's who's bought a degree of a degree of consistency. Admittedly, we're not getting the results every single time, but uh, at least. What are you doing now? Are you in the cupboard? I just came out of the cupboard. No, I just opened the door. <laughs> you know the microphone picks these things up, Dad. I know, sorry. I just thought one of the girls had come down the stairs. <laughs> but if she does, some if, footsteps. Uh, if she does, can you can you get her to show you how to how to use your iPhone? <laughs> she can answer a couple of the questions I've been put that have been put forward to me, I think. <laughs> But yeah, look, I think I think there's every reason to be excited. Recruitment has been has been good. Um, you know, obviously there's still players linked to the um, to the region, which, as I said earlier, has you know has upset a few people at a time when the Welsh Rugby Union is is seeking a twenty million pound, you know, a twenty million a million pound loan. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I also think that, and you know, maybe maybe this is me being slightly biased uh, towards the Dragons, but I'm trying to look at it from a business perspective and say, right, actually, England have dominated the wages for a very, very long time because those clubs have paid, you know, paid big money to attract talent. So you are going to lose, lose players over the border. But actually, they're not in a position to do that now. You've got, as a mixture of COVID and clamping down on the salary cap, Dan, stop making so much noise. <laughs> It's, it must be so sensitive. Yes, just stop moving your microphone. Statue still. Statue still. Uh, as a as a mixture of COVID and the salary cap, and you know, actually being enforced now, you've got English clubs offloading players left, right, and centre. Now, if you're in a position to be, and it, it makes sense for the region to try, uh, sorry, for the union to try and bring players like Will Rowland back to, uh, or, or bring him to Wales to make him eligible for the national side, because it's not going to help anyone in the long term. If Wales are, don't have the, the, the best opportunity to perform on the pitch, it's not going to help us financially, which means that that in turn won't help the regions and that in turn won't help grassroots, because we need a strong union and a strong national side, because unfortunately that's just the way that the way that Welsh rugby is structured is that it's so reliant on the top and the international, you know, the international tier being successful. Yeah. So it's one of those where it's it is in the interest of of the union to bring back some of these players to um, to uh, you know obviously you've got Jonah Holmes and uh, uh, your Tompkins is coming in on a uh, on a loan deal and, and things like that. So that's exciting. Wow, yeah, it is Let Tompkins. Me- they're all exciting, you know. I, I think, in theory, you know, if everyone was fit, you could have a, a dragons back line of uh, of Rodri at nine. You have Sam Davis. You could have wingers of uh, of Ashton Hewitt and uh, and Jonah Holmes. You could have uh, centres of you know, if if Roberts were to sign, you could have Roberts and and Tompkins. But even failing that, you know, you've got um, you got some some good options in the in the centre to play alongside Tompkins, and then you have someone like Jordan Williams at fullback. Jack Dixon, Jack Dixon in the centre. You know you've got you've got players like Rio Dyer coming through as well. He can play out on the on the wing. So you know there there is there is a lot there, but most importantly, someone like Rollins would add a, a massive amount of grunt to the pack, and um, he'd be big. He'd be a he'd be big, he? big signing and Pip. Um, Pivak said to me that he was he was trying to get him he got tried to get him to the Scarlets a couple of times, but failed. Yeah, I, I think that I I actually think that this if we can 
if we can survive financially, that the regions could be in the strong, in the strongest, like all four regions could be as strong as we've we've ever seen, ever seen them before. I I do. I think it's I, I think it is a position where the you know the the power or certainly the, the money does not lie with all the English clubs anymore. They're having to operate in a different manner, and yeah. the time is where you've you've kind of got to roll the dice to to play a bit of catch up, strengthen some of the squads, knowing that wages on the whole are going down. Uh, it's like again, in, you know, in my industry, when you have a recession, the best advertisers increase their budgets because they know that they know that lots of um, that lots of their competitors won't be spending as much on advertising, so you have a much bigger share of voice, and you end up selling more stuff. It's hard, you know. I know, like on the on the surface, you look at it and go, "Why are you putting money into into increasing player wages?" Well, we've said for a long time that the region squads are not strong enough to compete with those of, of England and France. Well, actually, this is an opportunity to try and to try and level things up a bit, and um, you know, it's not it's not going to happen overnight. But I do think this could end up with the with the regions being in. You know, being much more competitive uh, in Europe and uh, and in the league as a whole. Yeah, I'm t- I'm totally with you. It's, it is difficult, isn't it? Because the players, yeah, some of the players are there, and and you know, you can make you can make approaches for them at the moment. But obviously, for it to come off, we we have to we have to be playing games, don't we? So, yeah, it's a fine line. But regions, yeah, all four regions, probably in the strongest place we've we've known. So. There's lots of things to, and with with the boards obviously strengthening, massively strengthening as well. So on field and off field, it's a good combo. Good combo. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to have a look? Should we have a look at some of those some of those players who've come in and out at the uh, at the sides? Yeah, go on then. Let's let's run through a few. Sure. So these are these are confirmed signings at the moment. So obviously there are some still some deals out there to be done. And yes, yeah, start with Cardiff Blues and players who've come in there. Rhys Carey has returned. Uh, Corey Hill obviously joins from the Dragons and Luke Scully joins from Worcester. And the players leaving, Macaulay Cook uh, has gone to Jersey. And uh, I think this was only confirmed today or a couple of days ago. James Down moving to... Uh, to yeah, so he's off to Russia. Russia, yeah. That's, yeah, all the best to him there. It's quite, it's quite a cool, cool move, yeah. Um, for sure, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, not not a huge influx of, of players coming in. I suppose strengthening in the second row is something we've said they've needed to do for a few seasons with 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 Corey Hill. Uh, but you know, he's going to be off playing playing a lot of a lot of rugby for for Wales. You'd imagine, meaning that actually, perhaps they haven't strengthened in that position quite as much as you'd uh, as you might have expected. Yeah, he's going to be he's going to be away a lot, isn't he? So he's not going to be playing, not going to be playing a huge amount of rugby. But I think what he what he will bring as well is that uh, he's a senior senior player, isn't he? Respected by everyone, great great leader. Um, so that that'll have a massive impact around the camp on it. At uh, Cardiff Blues, I think Cardiff Blues have always needed, you know, some good some good strong strong players, um, sort of like off the field, off the you know off the field as well, and. Um, He'll be one of those because there's a couple of older heads there, aren't there, that have uh, that are just clinging on to clinging on to things at the moment, and um, a lot of old heads that have also you know, departed over the last eighteen months as well. So yeah. I think it's a it's a very very uh, uh, it's quite quite an astute signing that one. 
yeah it is i think um yeah i mean obviously it's it doesn't um it's, it's not one i wanted to see but we've been expecting it for the best part of eight or nine months now so so that's happened but you know we've, we've said before that he brings a huge amount off the pitch as well as it as well as he does on it and he will be keen to make an impact in a in a blue shirt you know he he was let go he was he was a really talented much helded youngster at kind of under 20s level and then was let go from uh, was let go from cardiff blues and resurrected his career with the dragons and i think that uh he'll be keen to, to make a point, you know, uh, not that he needs to, because he's, he's achieved so much already, uh, for, particularly for Wales, but I think he'll, he'll want to go back and um, he'll want to go back and, and show people what, uh, what he's able to do in that, in the, you know, in the blue stripes. Yeah, totally. You can see how much he, how well respected he is, couldn't you, with, with the whole setup with him being involved in the World Cup, where really there was, there was very, very little chance, a slim chance that he was going to be, he was going to make it onto the rugby paddock, wasn't it? But but Gatland and the coaches just wanted him, give him, you know, if there's a slight, slight chance that he could, he could make it, they wanted, they they were willing to give it. And I don't think there'd be many players that would have had that uh, that same opportunity as Corey Hill did, which just shows They're how off. much they rate him, um, yeah. yeah, off 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 the park as well as as well as on it. Yeah, it seemed like the only players they were prepared, you know, like, again, I think they gave Alice Jenkins extra time and, and obviously we've seen subsequently what a terrible injury that was. Uh, but it's players of that statue and actually, yeah, statue, sorry. And to come on to Alice Jenkins, you know, if he's able to, to get fit and get back, God, what a boost that would be for, um, for Cardiff Blues having, uh, having him uh, take to the field again. But yeah, it's, it's interesting in the, in the pack for them. You know, I think we were saying a couple of weeks ago that uh, some of the younger players that they've got there in the in the second row. You know, obviously we we spoke about Seth Davis for a couple of years. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of his, but we're kind of at that stage in in his career where you know it's perhaps not been quite how we'd have hoped. You know, we would have loved him to be a you know be a regular with Wales and have really cemented his place in the Blues side. But I think it's still a question of, of what there is to come rather than, than what he's achieved already. Um, and then yeah, he's also had a little bit of the old, uh, uh, you know, what, what was involved with 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 Herky, obviously to a lesser extent. But he's you know he's he's had a go in the back row as he's been at number eight. He's he's so he's he's a talented guy, and because of that talent, he's and then the ball skills and versatility, he's, he's been been moved around the park a bit. And I think Corey. I, I, I think Seb uh, said this is, is he strikes me as the type of guy that needs needs to be kept on a pretty tight leash on a you know on a on a on a on a straight track um, so that he sticks on it and maybe you know maybe Corey Hill could be uh, could be have a big influence for him because I mean, he's you can't look for a better role model really than than Corey Hill. Yeah, yeah. So that. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Same goes the same goes for James Ratty and and Rory Thornton. You know, you'd expect them to to learn a lot from uh, from Corey Hill in there. So actually, all of a sudden, you might go well. They haven't strengthened in the in the second row, but you know, you've got players. If if Davis and, and Ratty and Thornton are able to make that step up to the next level, plus you've got Turnbull in there who will continue to do a shift in the row. What a great player, isn't he? Keeps on putting in big big performances every game. Yeah, back row second row and uh, good squad great player 
Yeah, and the other the other thing that might help is they've got Sam Moore to, to come in and, and play at uh, and play at number eight for them. So I think you know not that not the kind of you know play Seb Davis in the back row that often, but you just hope that that's kind of the end of that experiment. And yeah, I just I just want I just want to see him wearing um, wearing wearing a four or five on his back and and playing in the row. Yeah, I think with how Cardiff want to you know want to play and do play as well. He is a he's a ball playing second row, isn't he? I think in I think in man second row. But then he surprises us all, doesn't he? With um, you know with the sort of the, the the technical efficiency of his game as a second row as well. So. He's um, he's literally the surprise package, isn't he? Within you know Welsh rugby, probably uh, you know over the last sort of what five years would it be? Or was it is it, is it as long as that? Quite, maybe not quite that long. Four four years. I mean, it's a it's, it's an unbelievable rise, isn't it? And everybody speaks so highly of him. So yeah. Really can't wait to see him in a in a blue shirt now. Craig will be happy. <laughs> Craig would be happy. All right, let's uh, let's have a let's have a look um, further further east. Let's have a look at the dragons. Uh, so we've already said, you know, we covered some of these already. Jonah Holmes and and Nick Tompkins are, are confirmed, but perhaps the less glamorous uh, the less glamorous um, signings of uh, uh, of Joe Maximu in the in the second row. Um, and then the the Fry brothers as well. So Ben Fry coming, being promoted from the academy, and Harry Fry joining from Gloucester. I think uh, you know they're and sorry Luke Bolden um, rejoining. I think is he? Oh, oh, is he? I'm sure. I'm sure he's played. He's played a bit of the Dragons. Well, I might be making that up anyway. And, um, but anyway, yeah, he he's he's joining on loan from um, from Worcester, where obviously Dean Ryan has worked with him, um, has worked with him before. So. Yeah, a number of um, a number of signings there. A few perhaps catch the eye a little bit more than the others. But what do you make of that as a, a group of players coming into the side? The the, the dragons um, signings have they've taken the the headlines, haven't they? They've really put themselves out there, I think, and got some some really good squad squad players, headline players. Um, Hugh signs this squad. Got Dean Ryan written all over it, isn't it? It's clever, clever across the uh, across the park. So it's exactly what you'd expect from him, isn't it? If, yeah, I, I, I think if you can add you, you must be. I think if you can add delighted. Roland, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm pleased with it so far. But I think if you can add Rowlands into that list, then that becomes. Uh, I've been, I've been saying for so long that second row is a. And actually, I tell you what, if you could add Rowlands, as much as I'd love to see Jamie Roberts play for the Dragons, I think it's more important that you can get in Rowlands and or. Greg Bateman, and I think that then gives you a re- that gives you a pack that gives you a really good fighting chance. Plenty of grizzled old bastards in there, plus uh, you know, plus the the young Tyros of uh, of Tain Basham in the back row, and all the other players that we've seen get a lot of rugby over the last few years. You know, we were saying this to um, to Ashton Hewitt last week. There's you know, there's players that you play that Ashton Hewitt and, and Jack Dixon have been playing first team rugby for seven or eight seasons now uh, and then you've got players like Harry Keddy who've been doing it for four probably and you've got Ollie Griffiths who's been doing it for six or seven yeah there's a, there's a lot of players who you think of as young yeah Tane Basham again has probably had two seasons where he's been involved in the first team squad um, and they're all still really really young so actually being able to make that step up 
they've already got a load of experience under their belt and then some more experienced players coming in around them. So I, I do think it's an exciting time. It is, as you pointed out, those, those second row boys will be the, that, that, that's the icing on the cake. That is really needed, isn't it? And then they're going to be, uh, the other regions are going to be, <laughs> are not going to be looking forward to taking on the Dragons down at, down at, uh, down at Rodney Parade. That's what it's all about, is just getting, um, it's just getting uh, Rodney Parade into a place that we're getting results consistently. If you're able to do that, and then you know, who knows, just, just get competitive on the road, then then things uh, things start to change. But it, it is about you know, I'm not I'm not suddenly expecting us to go and you know to to challenge for the title or anything. But you just want it, you just want to see that improvement built upon, and uh, and you know the drubbings just go from the from the results list. You just don't want to see any of those. 60 points to four, four to four, <laughs> not four points to try, nor is it, uh, but 60, po- you know, 60 points to five and, uh, and 53 points to three. You know, we just got to stamp them out because they're so bad for morale, regardless of whether you happen to play the youngsters. But um, yeah, I think that's, uh, that, that, that's what the aim has, has got to be for next season. I'm hoping that, you know, we can start with a couple of, a couple of good results in the derbies and then who knows that game against uh, Bristol in the, the quarterfinal. We'll see. I suppose they, they yeah, lose. that's going to be a thriller. They lose that. They lose the home advantage if it's behind closed doors. So you know, you never know. Plenty. Yeah, go. Cool. Yeah. Shall we go? Yeah. Right. Players in confirmed: Reese Webb, Matt Prothero, Nicky Thomas, Reese Davis, and Stephen Myler. Uh, so an interesting crop there. Two from Bristol, two from Bath, one from London Irish. Um, Obviously, Reese Webb is a player we know an awful lot about. You'd be excited about that if you're an Ospreys fan, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, Webb is sort of, a legend, isn't he, really, down down the Ospreys? And we saw, you know, we saw some glimpses, didn't we, of him for Wales, where he, you know, he started to start to snipe around the, uh, you know, around the scrum, around the rucks, and he's he's super he's super dangerous, isn't he? Dead, he did make. You know, he did make a difference um, at times. I think he was also probably caught caught out a couple of times as well. But that's just just going to be a little bit a little bit ropey, isn't he, with coming back into the setup? But I reckon he'll make a big impact there. With the, he's home. He, you know, he's coming home. He wants to deliver. He's going to be he's going to be on his A game. So yeah, cracking signing. Great yeah, signing. I, I think so. And do you know, what? I think I think. As well as Osprey's fans being excited about it, I think Reece Webb will be excited about it. He's had it. Yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah. Years in um, in France has not worked out for him. He's back home, and he's still got you know he's still got uh, stuff to give. I was saying to yesterday the other the other week, I think he's got a, I think he's got a shout at playing for the Lions if he can get some good form under his belt early doors. Yeah, I think yeah, it's a good point you made there. I think a lot of it is going to be he's going to be he's going to be content and absolutely delighted to be back. You know, back in Wales, back home. Um, with the family, just a really nice, um, steady setup, and that's gonna. If he's happy off the pitch, he's gonna. Uh, he's got. He's got. He's got everything in his locker as need to be. You know, to be a, an absolute force in in Welsh rugby. So another another great thing, great move by the Ospreys, but also for for all Welsh rugby fans really to see Reese Webb back. Matt Prothero, uh, you know, a player who. Certainly, his highlights yes, reel excites a lot. Have you seen a lot of him? Well, you know, I you know I, I've watched quite a few uh, highlights reels, Jed, as you usually take the Mickey out of me for. 
uh, yeah, uh, you know, he's been been over the bridge for a while, hasn't he? Would have learned a fair bit, I would have said. And that's a pretty, uh, I think that's yeah, decent. You know, seems like a decent signing. I can't really say anything too much more than that, really. So I'll have to rely on you for the next bit. Well, again, I've only seen I've only seen a handful, but uh, an exciting signing, I would say. And um, I'll be intrigued to see how he gets on. I'd, I'd like to think he'll get a fair amount, you know, a good crack at the whip. But another one that if you're an Ospreys fan, you'd be excited about seeing him pull on the jersey. Yeah, he's been. My, my gut says he'll probably play fullback more than more than anyone else. Maybe I don't know. Maybe on the wing, he's got a lot of versatility. I think you can play ten, fifteen, or on the. Uh, sorry, yeah, ten, fifteen, or on the wing. And uh, but I think that it does offer an option. Uh, Rather than you know Dan Evans, who is phenomenal for them, it just means that there is there is another option in the squad that they can look at, particularly in terms of you know uh, giving Dan Evans a rest. So that's um, yeah. Osprey seem to quite like that versatile guy in the back, don't they? Dan Evans is versatile as well. So yeah, so it, it does it does give them that option. A player we do know a fair amount about is uh, is Nicky Thomas, who mm. has uh, yeah, been around for a while. You know, was obviously. A, a, a prolific player at the at the under twenties level, and uh, was part of that side that made the, the the junior World Cup final. So, someone who's been mooted for a long time of of uh, of kind of causing some of causing some damage. It's, it's never quite worked out for him. Uh, no, it hasn't. It's a it's a shame, isn't it? Yeah, because he's known for being a really destructive scrummager, isn't he? Or or, or sort of yeah, it could be or well has been yeah, has been, I suppose, at, at times as well. But I really hope this work this move works out for him. Yes, yeah, so he's back at the Ospreys, he's you know, he's he's done stints at the Dragons and Scarlets and um and again over the bridge at, at Bristol. So, you know, I, I just really hope that they're they're able to get something out of him because again he's he's only twenty five years old, so there is more there is more to come providing he's uh, he's able to um to get a bit of form and stay fit, and you know, certainly, you know, you wouldn't want him to, you wouldn't want his his two week career to just slide away because it, it feels like there's so much potential there. Well, especially as yeah, twenty five, he's going to be coming into you know late late twenties is going to be the the prime time for a prop, isn't it? And if if he can, I suppose, work on you know work on his fitness and. You know, consistency and get a get a get a run of games. It's it's difficult to actually be known, isn't it? As a well, he's got he's got what you want, isn't it? You want to be known as a as a strong scrummager. Not what we've quite often had is we've had players that have been sort of good around the park, and then we tried to make them into scrummagers, yeah. which I think is always quite difficult. This guy is an actual scrummager, something that we don't, you know, <laughs> they don't grow on trees, do they at all? So let's yeah. let's 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 hope that somebody gets hold of him and um, and can work closely with him. All right, well, let's finish by having a look at Scarlet Stan and uh, four confirmed signings there. Sam Costello, Tyler Morgan, uh, Sione Calamaphoni and Johnny Williams. So some interesting recruits, again, some experience in the back row in the form of Calamaphoni. Tyler Morgan, again, player has been around for a, a huge amount of time and has struggled with injuries. And then you've got yeah, if you can just stay fit. Well, that's the big one, isn't it? Mm. It is, um, but again, he, he kind of joins a list of players going down to to the Scarlets from the Dragons. Who've, you know, there's there's lot there's lots down there who've gone and performed a lot better for the Scarlets than they than they have done for the Dragons, really. 
There is, yeah. Like, I, I, I think that'll probably be on his mind as well, won't it? That it's, yeah, players that have gone down and, and sort of their fortunes have turned. And also that it's a new start, I think, mm. for Tyler Morgan, that, that sort of, from a mental perspective, he's, he's got a huge amounts of talent. It, 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 he's just had so much bad luck, I think. Hopefully, his fortunes his fortunes can turn, and some. And I do think a, a lot, you know, a huge part of it is is mental, isn't it? So let's hope that this gives him a, a nice clean, a clean break. There. You mean a huge part of the the move is is a mental thing, almost just getting away, having, you know, having it having a fresh start rather than a, than anything else. Yeah, really. I think it it'll be it'll do. Hopefully, I'm hoping that it'll do wonders for him. Mm. Because yeah, I, I am. I sometimes change, you know, change is, is needed. It's not, it's not always, uh, it's not always wanted or known until until it sort of comes about. But then when you have made a change, you realise actually, God, I did, I did really need that. Yeah. So I think that's um, hopefully that's going to be really good for him, and that you know he's going to be working in it. <laughs> You've got to be excited about that back line, isn't you? The Scarlet's back line. Yeah, I mean, it's it's no it's no new thing to be excited by. Uh... To be excited by their backs, but uh, and, he, and his centre and his centre partner. I mean, doesn't get much better, does it? No, exactly. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Um, you can't imagine lining up next to John Fox and thinking, "All oh, right, I'm, I'm going to have to carry this guy." Are you? So, uh, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's you know plenty of reasons to, to think it will work out for him, and uh, in you know, kind of wish him the wish him all the best for that because he has just had torrid luck with uh, with injuries. Um, but then, yeah, Johnny Williams is an interesting one just to finish on him, you know. A, uh, play, I mean, it, an absolutely remarkable story, you know, bouncing back from, uh, bouncing back from a cancer diagnosis and, uh, you know, uh, again, playing, uh, playing what, less than, less than a year after that happened. So, you know, fantastic. Incredible. Uh, yeah, fantastic to see that, that that's the case. And um, again, someone who's, you know, who's, who's rated is England under 20 uh, international and again in a good you know, I say in a good year. They're, they're all good years for the England under twenties, aren't they? You don't you don't play yeah, every, every time. Good. Every time. Um, and so yeah, you know, I, I think he's he's going to be a very a very interesting one to um, to watch. And you know, I guess it's uh, yeah, it, it'll just be interesting. Hopefully, that he's able to get. I, I think he's going to feature quite a lot, and it gives it, it gives them plenty of options in the um, in the middle of the park with him and Morgan and. Um, and John Fox and um, and Steph Hughes as well. You know that's that's four kind of really, um, really good experienced players. But then players in Williams and Morgan, you'd expect to kick on and, and develop a bit. They're better. different as well, though, aren't they, Joe? Hmm. They're different types of players as well, aren't they? Which they've gone for. Yeah, and a, a real nice mix. Yeah, that and that balance helps everything, doesn't it? You've just got um, you know, you've just got you've got a number of uh, a number of different options in there. So. Uh, so yeah, fingers crossed they're all, they're all able to stay fit. And I tell you what, Dan, in a few weeks we'll be able to actually have a look and um, and see all these things because we we should have some rugby to be able to talk about, which is uh, which is exciting. Do you uh, do you plan on, uh, on on joining us again anytime soon, or is this a once in a once in a five month visit? It's been really nice to get the invite. Actually, I've been I've been pe- peppering you with calls and emails and all sorts. And yeah, good to get the good to get a ring back today. And uh, yeah, hopefully I'll be hopefully I'll feature at some point over the next twelve months. 
That's it. That's such a, uh, a media trained answer, isn't it? Yeah, just got to keep putting the performances in and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully be able to get the nod behind the scenes. Yeah. Dan Felix agent stirring things up, looking for a move. <laughs> Trying to get into another, another podcast. That's it. Sometimes change is good. Andy Good messaged me. Thanks for coming on. I said, no, I'm not. I'm not. Not with you, no, no, I'm okay, Andy. But, um, not with you. <laughs> that, that's, uh, no, it's been good. Good to be back, eh? That seems like a great place to finish. Dan, great to have you back. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be back to talk rugby with you next week. Who knows, maybe, maybe even with Dan Killick. But in the meantime, thanks for joining us and we'll chat rugby with you very, very soon. Podcast Network.